Coming to you from dreary Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Shut up, lady. Fuck out the audience. Your hosts, Katie Cassidy and Aaron Brancher, have some hot takes on film, cinema, and the movies. That's all the same thing. It's the Ask Backwards Podcast. You idiot. You moron. You stupid All right. Let's just go for it. I'm Aaron Brancher. This is... Katie Cassidy. Okay, and today we're talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, and the Michael Bay remake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, wait, specify which remake, not only for people listening, but also for my brain. What is the title of the one we just watched today? It's just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But you know how there's the Vietnam one, and... That's the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre beginning. That's okay, the cool. That's the remake sequel, or prequel, Okay, rather. gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, so... <clears throat> yeah, just the... Original and then uh, the remake because there's only the one remake so far. So uh, they're about to remake it from the guy who did uh, Don't Breathe. Dude, that movie was perfect. That I'm movie is so dope. And he did the Evil Dead remake as well. So that fucking awesome filmmaker is doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. You know it's going to be cool. It's going to be gritty and gory I think he might be producing. Macro. He could just, just be producing it, but I'm pretty sure he's directing it. I don't know. The, the, the poster looks sick. It's, uh, When's it supposed to come out? Uh, next year sometime. I don't know. That'd be cool. I need some new horror movies in the mix. Like, well, we need new movies. Period. Yeah. We haven't really had anything in a fucking while, have we? I agree. Yeah. yeah. I need. I need a new. Nothing's come wave. out due to circum. You know. Yeah, circumstances out there. You know. Old poop. Old poop. COVID. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. I don't know. Where do we go? What do you want to talk about? Okay. Wait. Okay. Yeah. You made notes. You. I you, did make notes. All right. So. I mean, the first one was made, you know, 74, 75, right? I don't fucking... Uh, 77, maybe. Like, yeah, so, 70s. So it was made in the 70s. And then we have the new one, I think it was like 2003, 2006-ish, right? So yeah. there's like a pretty significant age gap. And something that I just like right off the bat kind of noticed and really appreciated is that like the new one, the 2003 or 2006 one, really paid like a lot of respect and tribute to... The original, but also spiced it up and made it more oh, digestible. Yeah. It's not a shot-for-shot shot remake. But it is, but it respects each shot and but what it, it feel, comes But it feels like you're looking at the same image. Exactly. But you're, you're, it's so different, and it's so... I have complaints about the remake. Even though I think mm-hmm. it's cool, I think it's a cool movie, um, I got some complaints about it, uh, which we can get into at yeah. some point. But, um... Which I have complaints about the original, too. Of course. I, I mean, but I feel like, and I'm, like, learning this. I know you watch older movies all the time. But, like, me now watching movies in, like, the 70s or 80s that you're showing me and stuff, I always have to remind myself, like, this was, like, a totally different time before everything was so in our faces, before everyone knew everything because of the internet. And so for me to try to shove, like, 2020 common sense onto a 70s or 80s movie is something I'm trying to consciously, like, not do. Because it won't, it makes the movie suck, you know? Yeah. I feel like that doesn't make sense. And like, especially, like, last night we watched uh, Sorcerer. Yeah. Uh, 1975 or 76 or 77. Um, and that film is, like, not a dialogue movie. There's... It, like it's mostly just shots of people doing things in a place, and it, yeah, and that's it for feel. For and like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there's a lot of that where it's just somebody's walking around. Ooh, look, spiders. Ooh, yeah. Here's shots of people driving because you're, you're you're building this tone. You're building this you know this fear and uh, sorcerer, which we'll talk about next on uh, Tuesday's show. 
same thing. It's just a lot of B-roll or just, you know, cutaways and stuff just to give you this vibe of a place and time and, you know, how bad it is. Or in that case, it was to build your anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it definitely did that for sure. And I was just talking last night um, with Connor about how I feel like there's such a fine line between building tension and losing the audience completely. And it becomes almost like dry and redundant and boring like you lost me like it's not tense anymore you did it for too long you lost me and i feel like that's a really fine line do you think texas chainsaw massacre has that problem um in the older one i mean the first one yeah yeah in the first one i love that movie like just from like seeing it when i was younger and being scared so i have like a weird nostalgic love for it so i don't feel that way but like when uh kelly was watching it and he wasn't really too into it i could see how somebody wouldn't be if they didn't have like a no watching for it. watching him watch it was like watching you watch sorcerer yeah, that's how i felt for him i was like i feel your pain bro like you aren't feeling the movie yeah i mean it's it doesn't have structure or no, it's it, there's not, it, there's not a plot per se it's just hey, here's some pe- here's some annoying people yeah that aren't even we can't even like attach to them no they don't have backstories or anything like the most you get is that uh uh franklin and what's her fucking sally, S- sally or sarah or whatever yeah sally <laughs> yeah those two kind of their grandparents owned this old shit house out by where the sawyers or <laughs> yeah. whatever the bad uh, the, you know the texas chainsaw family um <laughs> <laughs> the Saw family. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing we hear. And then they call him an invalid, which if they hadn't said that in the opening crawl, you wouldn't have known. You'd just been like, this guy just sucks. <laughs> yeah, you think you <laughs> if, if they didn't yeah. tell you that he had like something wrong, yeah. you know, in his brain, you wouldn't have known. You'd just think he was just an annoying fat guy. Yeah, just some guy with like a bad taste in his mouth about life. Yeah. He's just like a really passionate just, butcher. And, and really yeah, scared all the time. <laughs> really, you sure they're not coming back? Really in incredible shape, charging through the woods with that <laughs> chainsaw, dude, and a mask over his Oh, wait, like, you're talking about Leatherface now. I'm still yeah, talking, I'm talking about, about Franklin and the wheelchair. Oh, you're talking about Franklin and the wheelchair. Yeah. We're on two totally different No, 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 no. Yeah, stages. I'm talking invalid. Are you sa- oh. Franklin, bro. Yeah, if they hadn't have told me that in the opening uh, narration with the titles, you know, before we cut to the graveyard, yeah, which, yeah. holy shit, let's talk about the opening. Uh, I'll get back to the, oh, f- yeah. the, the opening like credits. That movie starts beautifully. That movie mm-hmm. starts like like it was made yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, just the flashes from the camera, and you get, like, a few frames of the bulb going off in the flash, you know, a cool yeah. bulb like this, and then, like, in that, that fucking sound... And then you're just getting flashes of these really realistic corpses because they probably fucking are real or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was – you were – exposed me to that information today. Please share with everyone. I, I think a lot of people know that uh, you can buy skeletons. Real and that human skeletons. In old 70s movies, they were using real skeletons and stuff. I just think the flesh on them is obviously fake. But like I don't know. Some of that looked really good and it caramelled up the way real dead people Singed. do. Where you see like it the fat, decent. singy – yeah. You know, like real dead people yeah. that you get that fatty – yeah. They, they don't rot oh like they do, do in zombie movies. Those bodies off? No, I think that was probably just footage or some photos they had from a real dead oh, body. Oh, sorry, or I'm thinking of when we see the face. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, that—that's that's definitely function. a prop. That's okay. that's a skeleton that they had that they, that, up. that they bought and then they put a bunch of shit on. Yeah. yeah. No, but the opening credits up through that shot coming out of the corpse's mouth, like, Very cool. which some sort of crane shot too, which is surprising for, you know, cause this, this is like an indie movie. Like, I think like, I'm pretty sure they were in college or something. I, I don't know a ton about Tobe Hooper and the backstory, uh, of making it, but I'm pretty sure this was like an indie extravaganza, like, like That's dope. the kind of shit we do. Yeah. Um, 
And so there's shots where, like, you know, the camera cranes down, like, from the corpse to the ground, and we're kind of scraping along the ground for a second as we get that whole backstory and the narration of the grave robbing going on and everything. Mm-hmm. You know what uh, the intro almost reminded me of with, like, the bulbs flashing? And I, I don't know if it pulled it. The autopsy of Jane Doe is what it reminded me of, which obviously came far after this. Yeah. And it's like, because this is an older movie, I wonder, like, I just always am curious when the directors and writers and producers sat down, like, what inspired them the same way. Like, you'll see something and be like, yeah, like, that looks good. Like, in the future, I'm going to work that in. And it's just cool to see in these older movies these things that we see now all the time and sort of, like, where they kind of come from. Yeah, like the beast big camera moves and yeah, stuff exactly. like that. Yeah, uh, which we were talking, What my one of my favorite images probably yeah like one of my favorite images ever in cinema is in texas chainsaw massacre and it's the booty shot you know with the red shorts under the (laughs) under this bench towards the house it's just this really low yeah dynamic dollying shot uh super wide too which toe pooper always shoots super wide you watch poltergeist that's you know there's the whole debate whether he or steven spielberg directed that movie and i think steven spielberg was directing the actors Mm -hmm. and the emotion of the scene and everything but i think toe pooper was really the shooting factor because that movie is so dynamic where the camera is just yeah it is always moving always in out, but it's over. wide mm-hmm. in doing it too and uh but he used in a better way because Tope Hooper, yeah, he shoots a lot really wide. And I love that he's not scared that it uh, warps the room, too. Uh, he made a film in 1985 called Life Force uh, for Canon Films. And it's this really, really cool uh, movie uh, about uh, a London space shuttle that runs into the ha- – they go to the Haley's ha- Comet or whatever mm-hmm. and find a uh, – they find a ship inside Haley's Comet. And it's got a bunch of – old dead like vampire bat, like giant bats on the ship like floating around in space and they find in like these crystal sarcophagus things three humans like two dudes like handsome buff dudes and a, a like the most stacked 80s woman ever she is sexy as fucking hell Sweet uh matilda may or something like that matilda. yes or, i love that that's somebody's real life name or melissa may or it I, needs I, to be matilda Please I, be whatever matilda. i think it's matilda I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty fucking positive it's matilda um so but that movie, and then it becomes this. So uh, this is off topic. Texas Chainsaw, but people need to know about Life Force. <laughs> okay. So it's from the Ultimate B Movie Company, Canon Films, um, and this is like their big movie. They spent like you know ten million or seventeen million or you know what was a huge number. It could have been like five million, but like for them, it was like some giant fucking number because they make these trash little uh, Chuck Norris and Charles Bronson like Death Wish yeah. Seven, you know the Crackdown. Yeah. Uh, which is actually Death Wish Five's uh, title, but um, <laughs> make no mistake. <laughs> make no mistake about the Death Wish franchise <laughs> and all its rapiness. Those movies are uh, fucked. Oh my god! Wait, I do remember a vivid memory flash of you explaining those movies to me in detail when we scarfed down all those edibles in Colorado, bro. And I was enthralled. I gotta watch those on the watch list. The Death Wish franchise. Yeah. Bro, we will just have one day where we just get we like, gotta do we it. gotta get hammered you and watch we gotta watch all five Death Wishes and the uh, we and we don't need to watch the Eli Roth remake with Bruce Willis. Hey, actually pretty good. People talk hard shit on that movie, but I think it's actually a sincere movie. It's trying to you know it's really a guy dealing with the death of his you know whatever. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, you know. It's a whole nother. Yeah, whole yeah. other thing. So uh, Canon, yeah, makes these shit movies and stuff. So they make this big movie. They bring in a real director. You know, the director of Poltergeist. Uh, quotations. Um, so 
they bring him in and he directs this fucking movie and it starts as this vampire thing but then they come to earth and they escape from the labs and what they do is they try to like kiss you and the chick sucks your soul out and you become like this zombie like corpse skeleton guy of yourself and then you wake up as a zombie and you have to suck somebody else's soul out and so it creates a zombie virus now of people sucking souls and then the Halley's Comet's kind of like this satellite where all these souls are going up and she hides her body somewhere. Blast. Yeah, oh. she hides her, bo- her, her body somewhere in London and it's like in the Cathedral of Kings and all this shit, you know, like where they bury the queens and everything. And so like the movie ends in this fucking church with heaven beams going up to the spaceship and fucking people running around with swords through London. It is so fucking cool. That is cool. Um, Life Force. Okay. And so, and that movie has these wide fucking shots, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of wonders too. So I give Tobe Hooper shit for Poltergeist because it feels like a Spielberg movie. The way the actors talk, how sincere and loving it is, and not mean spirited, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it just feels like ET or something. And um, but oh, it kind of does. Yeah. Though. Yeah. And then there's these. Um, there's these wonners, but they're like Spielberg wonners where the camera moves up to somebody and they have this emotional moment and then they'll turn around their head and we created a second composition and this person's here now. And the camera creates like 20 different shots and it'll be like a five minute scene where you just created a hundred, Spielberg creates a hundred shots and they do that in that movie, but it's all in these Toe Pooper wide shots. So it's really pretty and you know, I, I don't know. So I respect that and you see that definitely in this Ver- in this film, so um, aesthetically pleasing, it has like that. Really except nice for when it's nighttime, vibe. because they didn't have oh, the lighting. They need the nighttime so scenes are a little hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of cool that it's realistic darkness, and that's my issues with the remake. It, it is so Hollywood. It looks so it's Michael Bay, commercial. and I fucking hate the fact the way the, how they chose to color grade it. The color grading on that movie is fucked. Why do you We're, that? Um, do you want to deal with it? I can talk about color grading. Uh, Just <laughs> to the empty chair. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> or we could cut it and then. Wide shots, wonders. Ah, what were? Oh well, overproduced about? nature of the new one. So oh, you can tell by yeah, yeah, the color grading is just this like contrast is fucking up and it's kind of a muted color palette pushed to towards browns and some greens, kind of like. Um, and, and this was a very common thing in the uh, uh, um, early 2000s. I call them Ots grunge films. You know, they all have the same fucking color grading thing. Yeah. And it came from, it started with David Fincher, who does it well. Yeah. But then you see it in like all these fucking movies, and it got all the way to the saw where it gets to this garish level of fucking just, you know, yeah, the colors are just green. blasted green, and everything's yeah. just so dingy and yucky. And, and that works when like David Fincher does it because he does it with subtlety. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Bay does it, but not as subtle as David Venture, but he doesn't do it to this garish level of this. You know, yeah. Michael Bay stuff's pretty fucking colorful, but not, yeah. And then this movie is just the ultimate Ots grunge thing. It's almost at Saw level sometimes, and it just kind of makes these beautiful images look disgusting. Where what's so pleasing about the original is how fucking blue the sky is, how beautiful yeah, everything is. The color. new one, you can tell it was shot at the same kind of location. It, you knew it was shot that way. I would love to see a fucking color-graded, normally version of that movie that doesn't look like absolute shit. Because, and then you can tell that they did some sort of camera test, because I was thinking about it. I was like, this wasn't a post-production decision. Yeah. Because you look the way everybody's litten. It's sunlight and then giant uh, bounce board or some sort of reflector on the other side of the sun. So you have a two. So it just it's totally a two. S- no, yeah. no, no, it's not. It's just everybody's has a two source light on them constantly, which looks cool in like a high slick action movie. 
Yeah, but and and, and they're doing they're doing this because I think they were too scared to have horror in the broad daylight. Like the original is horror in the broad daylight. This one is not that because even the daylight looks dark and dingy. They they brought in all this extra light so that they could expose the camera down. Mm-hmm. That way it makes everything in the background dark. So it's kind of like nighttime, but it's daytime and it looks cool and grungy. And, and I personally think that part of what makes the first one like. Because obviously it doesn't have the gore that this new one has at all on any level, which I think we should talk about for sure. Yeah, I think it's, the original is more disturbing to me. I mean, That's what I was going to say. Like, the whole, like, that this could all happen in broad daylight in the middle of, like, just a normal normal town. Just, like, you're literally just existing. It kind of is like the, ooh, it could happen to anyone feeling. Like, yeah. broad daylight attack is scary. <laughs> and... See, the new one doesn't have that. Yeah. And then, like, the nighttime scenes, you know, it's this fog in the woods and the <laughs> the moonlight glows through. And you're just but like, this so isn't, beautiful. it's like, it's not nighttime. It looks like a yeah. fucking Michael Bay music video or well, something. Yeah, it's not nighttime. It looks like how, like, Thriller is lit or something. Yeah, it know? looks super like, horror movie-ish. Yeah, it, commercially. It does, it loses that what makes the original work. Mm-hmm. This realistic, almost documentary vibe. Yeah. Um, but still... Dynamic as hell. The original has some like the best cinematic shots, and then a, a lot of it's just handheld and yucky. Yeah. You know, it's so. So the new one, I like it as that. I wish they wouldn't fuck the if they hadn't fucked the color grading and if they hadn't made the choice to shoot it the way they did. Um, <laughs> which send them your notes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, people people stopped doing that. Um, there were. I, th- I mean, yeah. It was. I feel like it was definitely like a phase, like how you could tell, yeah. like kind of a period of when something was shot. It does have that early two thousand, early. But the original look. looks kind of timeless. A lot of the way these early seventies movies, like Sorcerer, uh, like which I'm talking about next week, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> that next time. tune in next uh, on Tuesday. We're talking about Sorcerer, um, but like William Freakin films, or you know stuff like that, like these movies that were these old 70s movies but they're shot on 35 millimeter film or, or even better and but they still have this handheld quality to them yeah. or they're shot wide and beautifully or just in the broad daylight and it doesn't look produced it just looks real it's, so it is, and yeah. if as long as it looks real it's fucking timeless and I remember on Pawns Volition the, the film that uh, I directed and you wrote and we all mm-hmm. worked on just for you guys because nobody knows who the fuck we are yeah. yet um, we made a movie um, and or, originally I wanted it to, and it, I, I fucked myself because I wanted to do it all natural light. Yeah. I was like, I want to use the practicals, like this lamp we have in the studio here, studio, your apartment. <laughs> um, this lamp is, we bought for the film because when I thought it was cool, it, you know, it looks dynamic and it's a good background thing. But I was like, you know what? That's a nice soft light. You could yeah. have somebody have a crying scene like next, like to, next to this yeah. chair and that's their key light or, and it's so soft glow off it. So I thought it was a really pleasing light and I wanted to light the whole movie like that. So everything, you know, 90, uh, 80% of the stuff that's inside the house in our movie is shot that way except for, the light. except for the blue light that I put outside the windows, which is too blue because I lost a gel. So like the moonlight in the movie's ultra blue, so it's all poppy and stuff, yeah. and it looks produced and kind of cool and it, like the way I like to do it. Yeah, as but, it goes on, we get more money and get more light. Yeah. It starts looking better. Yeah, and then I did all these reshoots for a year and a half after, <laughs> and all that stuff is like looks like a real movie, yeah. you know, like produced. It's funny. But like there's yeah, so I got caught up in that because it would make our movie look timeless, and it was a silly mistake because I didn't have you know. 
the uh, the lenses or, or the practical mm-hmm. sense to do that right, and also I wasn't a good filmmaker when I started to make that movie, and I progressed. It was, I've, it was a learning yeah, thing. Yeah, I've sure. progressed where now I think I am a fucking good filmmaker, and I'm, I'm I think I'm an actually you know an actual director. Where I started this movie, I was just a cameraman <laughs> who was like, no, you've had a lot of growth for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for Pawns to come out. That's a whole yeah, whole another other thing. Can of words. Yeah, but. Um, so, yes, the original looks timeless, where the 2006 one looks like a 2006 movie. Yeah. Um, sorry, I keep having dog problems. Um, sure do. Dog problems. Okay, where were we? Um, we were about to transition into my character study. All right, I think I was talking about color grading or something. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, go, you, you have a bit you want to go off on. It's a bit. It's a real it's a bit. It's a bit. It's literally a real, true idea and thought about it okay um go okay so literally i just feel like i feel like leatherface is getting like undercredited for almost his like circumstances and his patience up to this point everyone's always like oh leatherface this like leatherface that like means leatherface in his family he's like the outcast i just open your mind all right just open your mind in one of these movies, yes. Yeah, Leatherface is the outcast. He's stupid Leatherface or whatever. You know? What are you getting from these two movies? Because that's not the message we got in the two movies we just watched. Not in those two movies, but in okay. this universe, in, we know. In other movies, but oh, not in this one. Because in the second one, he acts like an actual child. Um, yeah, he does. That's creepy. But listen, his family it does treat him different. And like, well, you didn't watch your brother. Like, you know that he's like basically like a putz. An and invalid. Like, yeah, which I don't know, like... Is really, that what that, that word means? I don't know what that word means. I think that's, like, a bogus word for someone who's disabled, but, like, back at that time, you know, everyone was, like, insane and saying yeah. insane stuff, but I'm not 100%. And so, basically, everyone's, like, bogus to Leatherface is what I'm getting, or at least the families are, like, defensive Ooh, of I think I know where you're headed here. Okay, keep going. Okay, so even the families are, like, oh, you are all, like, the same, like, defensive of him and their family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so you're following me. So from there... We're like, okay, he's just this, like, misunderstood guy that's already beaten up by the world, beaten up by himself. He has to wear these, like, human skin masks to feel okay. Like, that in itself, like, what happened there? Well, like, they, they for some reason, the 2006 one, they want to fray uh, Nightmare on Elm Street backstory it. Yeah. Like, the Michael Bay remake, which... That one sucks. Um, I like Michael Bay's remakes, like the Friday Thirteenth one. I think's good. I think the uh, Texas Chainsaw movie is good. Yeah. Um, even though I have problems with it, um, but I have problems with every movie, no yeah. matter, unless it's you know Sorcerer, <laughs> which I'm gonna keep bringing up. Tuesday, guys. Tuesday. It's Wednesday. I've tried to so long not to say it. It's Wednesday. I'm putting episodes out on Wednesday now. Yeah, we record Tuesday, upload Wednesday. Oh well, I'm glad that we could put this ad in the middle of our video for us. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, we're up to this point. He's the bullied guy by society. Chalk it up to that. And his family. So then we have these fucking stupid people. These stupid idiot people, dude, blasting into his domicile, right? He's sheltered. He's scared. He's a victim of his circumstances in the world. He wants to be alone, do his own thing, be of the butcher boy, be the skin boy, you know? And so he's down there doing that. And seems like he was doing it with meat. Really? For the most part? I mean, you chase him through these meat factories. It's a fucking meat factory. There's, like, almost no humans in there. Right? Yeah, they don't hit on 
in either of them. Uh, well, the original hits on it more. The cannibalism stuff, the original hits on that yeah. more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with one, but with one shot, and they never even kind of say it. You kind of just show the barbecue, and you're like, okay, this is people I'm thinking. Yeah. But they don't really talk about it. Where in the prequel of the 2006 remake, um, the Michael Bay one. The Vietnam one? Yeah, the Vietnam okay. one. That one really gets into the cannibalism aspects of it. That one's, you know, we'll never go hungry again. And they eat oh, their first yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. gets into how they're selling the barbecue and all that shit. Yeah. And so we see that in this one because we see the barbecue uh, in the 2006 one. We see the barbecue sign. And that was the restaurant they stopped in. I didn't even get pick up what the barbecue deal it's was. It's really cool. underplayed and not... Smart. Yeah, because I, that I, makes I, I mean, I'm not even sure if they're trying to say it that they're cannibals, which we know they are. Yeah, from the first one, we know it. The way right? he's cutting people up. Yeah, see, it's so unclear what they're actually <laughs> doing. They're decorating the house. Yes, we know that's what they're doing, but it's not stated. It's not very, like, you know. Which brings me to my point. We see that he's attacked virtually no one. All right, in the original one, Leatherface, I feel bad for him because he is very dumb and stuff. And he's like, well, there's kind of a cool thing in the original. And this is where I thought you were going with your last point was Franklin, our annoying wheelchair guy. We get yeah. these long shots of him like, hmm, whoo, pouting. And yeah. then later we get a long shot of Leatherface. Moping, <laughs> yeah. Same shit. So I think it's kind of trying to draw a line there or something. I don't fucking yeah, know. I mean, they did grow up next. They did grow up next to each other, so you know they're rubes or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, let's uh, yeah, let's just keep going. That's fine. Um, there's a dog about, so don't mind the tapping. You're gonna you get a little AMS Mar. How do you say ASMR? Yeah, whatever that is of uh, you know the old taparoos clickety clack of Mac that rhymed for some reason. Um, so, but uh, yeah, basically, let me arrive at my point. No, no, point. no, you didn't have a point. I was getting on a point. I am still on no, no, no. my original point. I'm not even done. Well, let me finish mine first. Oh, all right, go, go. What is your point? What is your point <laughs> to my point? I'll <laughs> sum it up real quick. If yeah, I can, go ahead and wrap that really up. I really remember it, actually. Hmm. The issue was, I was, I was talking about Franklin. Oh, another phrase. Okay, so in the original one, yeah, he gets treated like, I told you not to leave your brother alone. The, the way yeah, that guy exactly. screams and stuff like that. You do feel bad for him. And... All these fucking hippies are home intruders. Which is what I'm saying. You just took my point out of my mouth, out of my mind, bro. Shut up. All these hippies are home intruders. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that's where you were. Yeah. These hippies are all Franklin, the other dumb one. Yeah. That's kind of mean to say. Franklin, the other, you know, uh, something wrong with him guy, is the only one who doesn't want to go fuck around on this property. Yeah, he's like, let's the not go. The only one tackle. who's he's not only being one dumb. Sense. Yeah, so I, you kind of side with him and Leatherface. The only two kind of likable people I in the movie. I hate the teens in the original. No. I don't like the teens in the no, new one as much either. But but I get the teens. The new in the new one, they're at least smart enough, and they're they're having a, a actual conversation yeah, about their interact. circumstances, saying, "Hey, man, we we shouldn't leave. We shouldn't go walking. We shouldn't go here or there. Yeah, we shouldn't ditch his body. They argue. Yeah, they, people interact. They're having real conversations. Yeah. Where the original one, they're just dumb as fucking hell. Which I get. That might be the point. It might be saying, "Look at these Maybe. dumb fucking hippies." Maybe. I don't know. It's they're so Maybe Im- not. <laughs> the original one, they're so impossibly dumb and bad characters that are just like it's gotta be purposeful of like, yes, these kids suck and we know it. But And everybody's like- annoying and fuck that movie <laughs> that movie's literally an assault on your fucking senses. And not the way that the new one is where the movie just looks kinda like shit. You're <laughs> 
the original one looks beautiful, but then at nighttime it gets super dark and crazy, and yeah. then the fucking sound effects and all the and the bottles clanking yeah. and the sound mix and everything and the over overstimulated yeah the overblown and then the fucking last thirty minutes is just straight screaming nonstop. I, I do like that the new one underplayed the screaming. Yeah, because I mean, it's not really it's different good. and it's it's a little better because uh, it's more it's more tolerable or uh, palatable yeah. rather because it's. Not fucking annoying. Yeah, the original one, it's supposed to... The original one's kind of a, an experimental thing, I think. It's its trying to make you feel off. You know, it was like I was telling you, a sorcerer. It's a weird kind of movie where it's its trying to... Dis, it's showing you something and trying to make you feel a certain way. Yeah. Sorcerer is there to make you feel anxious. This was make you was put there to make you feel just off and disturbed. or It's kind of uncanny. Everything just, you know, a little weird. And the sound mix is just, you know... So everything in the original one, yeah, it's it's a little hard to watch at times, but like that's purposeful. I feel like where the new one is more palatable in all, but it's fucking extreme graphic violence and it's shit color grading. Yeah, yeah, they both have their perks and not flying my face perks and not perks. What's the yeah? Other? I, I mean pros and cons. Thanks. Yeah. And I feel like. Wait, what I write? Let me see what the hell's going on, because I had something to say about that. Oh, okay. I did like, um, with how they do both kind of have, like, their pros and cons. The new one, paying the, the, these, like, constant homages, basically, to the original one in the way they make the scenes look similar, but not fully. They add stuff to them, make it more poppy. But at the same point, it loses the reality. Because I agree with now you. the shit little Sawyer house, which was just a shit house out in Texas, you know, where they're with the chicken feathers everywhere. Now it's a fucking mansion with the ceilings are 15 feet high. It just doesn't feel claustrophobic or as real where the original oh, one is. Oh, for sure. The a, first one's a shit box. It looks like hot, uncomfortable. You know it smells so bad in there. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It's literally, like I was saying, like purposely an assault on your senses. Yeah, it really is a sensory attack, but. That movie is more of an experience than a fucking movie. Yeah, for Where, sure. Where, like, the new one is such a movie. And, it, and I love it for that because it feels like a fun horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I walk away like, oh, that was pretty cool, you know? And, um... Oh, I have another complaint later about the framing device. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, that's just... Obviously, that's why people don't like the new one as much. That's why the Michael Bay one gets a ton of shit. Is because it doesn't feel like the original. The, the original is cool because... It's weird and it kind of sucks. But if, you, <laughs> if the original came out right now, it would flop. It'd be nothing. Oh, it would be it would be hated. Yeah. It would be well, despised. No, no. I think uh, I think it would be loved. Uh, By like weird hipster. Do people guys. like fuck? People are loving uh, 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 Midsummer. Midsummer is beautiful. The Witch. That's also filmed beautifully the entire time. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is pretty fucking beautiful. The last quarter of it's underexposed. Well, the nighttime stuff, which we go in and out of because they go in between houses, and it's just a lot of running through the woods. That gets a little dark. Also, we didn't watch it under the best circumstances. We watched it on a DVD, and we watched it during the day um, with, you know, windows. So... I just think that the new one added, like... So, for example, the scene, you know, in the original one, they find those cars, the patch of cars that's obviously from people that these yeah, families take. Yeah, and there's camouflage over and the top. And it. Yeah. And then we see in the new one, like, and I really, when we saw that scene in the original, I was like, that's like a cool opportunity. It could be something. And they didn't really hit, explore it. You know, it was very subtle and in passing, and I almost didn't catch it till you, like, were like, that's sketchy. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is sketchy. 
And then I really liked in the new one, like, how how it's been paying its respects to oh. the original, how they made, like, a whole nother scene out of it. Like, they explored the car thing, like, how I would hope it was explored in the first one, you know? Uh, like, no, they explored... They fuck around in the cars They explore a lot of shit a lot more. And, and the red flags in the new one are much more red flaggy than... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the teens were dumb as shit in the old one. But, like, the new one, the, I understood every step of the way why they were where they were. It made sense. Yeah, it was like, fuck, like, this is, like, the only option, the yeah. only best case scenario. I, they were still dumb. Oh, I hated, and I know she's not meant to be, like, loved or, Matt, please, dude. Please take a seat. Um... We can just, you can lay them down, like, try to get them to stay, or, um, what do we do? I mean, I'll, I waved it, so I'll cut this part out. I mean, I'm fine, just pat them, and we'll just stand here. Okay. Like, what we have. Okay. Wait. Uh, no, yours is off. You, st- st- we're actually at, uh. Oh, three. Yeah. Three so. Okay, cool. So, um, shit, where were we? Oh, the exploring stuff. So, yeah, like, um, yeah, there's this really cool red flag with the gun, this, the hitchhiker. Which, uh, what do you think of the hitchhikers? Uh, how, let's compare the hitchhikers. Okay, yeah, because those are two really important scenes, and I feel like they're different in cool ways. Yeah, I like, I do like the new hitchhiker, but, you yeah, know, and, like, what they did with it, and it kind of shows, you know. I feel like, okay, so the first one, you know, I feel like the hitchhiker, he really has that, like, sense of, like, genuine, like, lunatic behavior. Like, he's mad, yeah. he's crazy, he's like, ah. Oh. Making all these crazy faces. And like, we see a lot of that in the second one with uh, his brother, Chop Top, played by Bill Mosley. Yeah. Um, so. I feel like I feel like that having in the first one, like, all of his chaotic behavior and, like, really just, like, sketchy and on edge. Dude, this okay. is not. Okay, so we were talking about, um, basically, the hitchhikers. And what I really liked about... In the first one, like I was saying, we have this chaos and this guy's like insane and you don't know what he's going to do. And I feel like that's portrayed really well. <laughs> and him fucking slicing that dude. Franklin. Yeah. Franklin, him slicing Franklin. That was totally like out of pocket, obviously, and underreacted by everyone in the car. How many people can you remember their names of the characters? In the old Franklin one. Franklin and old Sally. One. And Franklin, Sally. Um, what was the guy's the name? Jeremy? No, no, no. It was, uh, Fuck. The one with the perm and the glasses. Yeah, Jeremy. No. I named him Jeremy in my mind, I believe. I think it was like Tucker or something like that. Something, something, something dumb like that. Okay. So those, uh, new one. Aaron, Pepper, um, what was the boyfriend's name? It was, um. Jeremy. No. No, <laughs> it, it was his last name. It was like, uh, Farley, Ferris, uh, remember? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Because they kept calling his name out. Um, and it was some last name that we know that, yeah. that we, we were like, never yeah, we were like, <laughs> we know a person named that. Fuck, I forget. I forget too. Fuck, that sucks. Okay, well, <laughs> that went nowhere. Um, so. But yeah, okay, so anyways, we have that cool old hitchhiker in the original. Yeah. Dope, right? Scary. He's out of pocket. And from the jump, I feel like he's not trusted as much because he's just like a young crazy guy right so we know from the jump he's more of a threat and i really like in the second one or not second one but the remake how it's the girl and she's like 
you know, clearly, like, disturbed a victim of something that just happened that was very traumatic, which makes everyone drop their guard a little bit. Like, she needs help, you know? Yeah. And it's just, like, I think, perceived in society. It starts the story at a 10 already. Yeah, already. And with her shooting herself, which leads to some cool stuff, because when the sheriff shows up, it's his gun, and he already has a holster for it. So it's, like, leads to a bunch of cool red flags and cool filmmaking stuff. And I I like that it was a totally different feeling of, like, they were different movies in a lot of ways. People have their guard dropped a lot more with women. We're like Halloween is, you know, the Rob Zombie remake and the original, like, the original, like, fuck, I I hate the Rob Zombie one because it gets so far into, and we see, the Rob Zombie Halloween, like, remake gets so far into Michael's backstory, which you should never do. Yeah. That character works when you don't know anything about him. That's why he's scary. He's He's, he's the shark from Jaws. So, you know, that's what he's, yeah, you don't know why that shark's eating people. You don't care. It's yeah, just it's the shark. Just what's happening. That's why it's scary. Yeah. So getting into the backstory, and they do that with this new one in the 2006. Leatherface had a skin disease, old Tommy, and they oh, named yeah. him. And they show him. He takes off his mask, and we see that he doesn't have a nose, and his face is all rotten and shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, fucking I don't care. Like it was spookier when it was just a Texas family out there. Yeah, and just a skin face. The beginning prequel, some some of the prequel stuff gets really cool because, you know, we get into the backstory and like the legless guy in the 2006 one. We see him get his legs cut off in the prequel one. And, and I love. That that is like in all of them is that gruesome like leg chop or not I don't know about all but the original one. Oh saw. yeah, there's that so many cool homages. Leg yeah, chop, bro. Nothing like those meat hooks and shit. Like that really was like like we were talking about earlier when we watched it. Kind of more like Saw than even the original. It was like torture porn at a certain point. Yeah, but it was so it's, cool. <laughs> I mean, the remake has what all of Michael Bay shit ha- yeah. has a lack of sub- subtlety. You know. That's all he is is a complete and lack of subtlety. Yeah, Except for maybe lying. now, we in some of his new movies, we we you know like Thirteen Hours and um, uh, Quiet Place, which he produced. You know that movie's not overly, you know, it's it's a fine movie. It's not over, you know, it's not punching you in the face century yeah. wise or story wise or you know beat wise or whatever. Where you know there is such a lack of subtlety in everything. Like like we were saying, Jessica Biel's shirt's not wet, so he yeah. hits the sprinklers. Yeah, the sprinklers on. Get you know, out. it's yeah. raining outside and there's fog in the woods yeah. and he's got the chainsaw every scene, you know, where in the original he had it for like two scenes and the rest was the hammer and stuff. Everything's so violent. Yeah, the, 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 the sexuality is so sexual. Like, we get it. She's hot. Like, obviously. Duh. Yeah. But what was so cool, I thought, just a really But that's kind of cool and that's kind of fun cool. in its own way. And I like to see a multi-million dollar A-list like fucking um, horror movie, you know? Yeah. Like, this is... If they, if they didn't fuck it up with their shit color grading, this movie would look so big and timeless and it would be such a cool – I think the color grading is literally the only thing that dates it and fucks it up. Yeah. If you made this movie look normal and since it's a period piece anyways, it would already stand out and be like, that's such a cool movie. Even though it's so – I think it would stand up on its own. But because the grading, it makes every – it makes every, all the other – the grading is so unsubtle and uninspired un, that it makes – Everything else, all of you unsubtle shit, stick out. Yeah, it makes it poppy. Where if it was still a poppy movie, but it looked like a, you know, it looked good and normal. I could even use the, I could even take the original footage, 
I mean, not me, but you know, they could still take the original footage and with the way they lit it, and they decided to light it and it and put it normal, and it would yeah. look like a Michael Bay movie. It would look really pretty, and it would still be cool. And I would like to see that beautiful look looking movie that I know they shot. Yeah, yeah, because it's cinematically like really, it's so really, really good. engaging. Yeah, and it's edited well. It's shot so well, mm-hmm. overly well at points, and like. It loses that grit the original had, and they tried to fix that in the color grading, and it just doesn't work. So I want to see the really yeah. pretty pop A-list looking, you know, fucking multi-million dollar. Without the Final Destination coloring. And Final Destination's not colored like that. Oh, I feel like Final Destination. The first has Final the Destination. Saw grime. The no, original. No, 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 not the first. Before, after they got more money. Yeah, yeah no, the, the original one looks like fucking. The original one looks the like cool. it looks like click, like it looks like in every movie, but you know. But when they got money, that it got that weird. It got, got kind of stupid yeah. at points. So maybe in the third one's what you're talking about. No, that one's like oversaturated. The fourth one's garishly saturated. That movie looks like like Bad Boys for Life or something. <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, just crazy. And then the fifth one looks like a normal movie again, and that you know. Uh, have you seen Final Destination Five? I like Final Destination Five. That's. Ooh, I'm mixing it up with Saw. I don't know. I don't know. Is that the one where they're in that tank in the middle of that courtyard and people are watching them and they're about to get tortured? I think that might be Saw. That's not Finalist Nations. Finalist Nations where death kills you by accidents, bro. So it's Saw. It opens to these people in a case, a big... Do you not know what Finalist Nations is about? I have seen Final Destination. I don't think I've seen the fifth one. Is that the 3D one? No, that's the fourth one, but that didn't happen. No, nothing. That's what I'm saying. Is that saw our final destination? Saw, bro. The final des- would be no final destination is nothing like that. Final destination is about invisible. Well, then there's our answer. You don't know that's what final it. destination is. I know what it is. It's a, it's a idle hands guy in the death and the chase of the death and the die. Then why would there ever be saw in that? Because I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Got your ass, loser! It falls over. You just pumble my ass. <laughs> oh, room start whacking the movie. Okay, what was that? He disarmed sheriff. Disarms. Oh, he's not sheriff. Knife. He's he's, Fake bar- sheriff. he's barbecue man in the original. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, barbecue boy disarms long hair. Sally. Or yeah, disarms Sally exactly. With, from her knife, she's about to fucking, she was holding it, like, not how you would, like, slice. She was holding it like she was going to carve him. I was like, okay, carve him. Didn't carve him, dude. He takes a broom and beats the knife out of her hand and beats her into submission. And I told you, getting hit, with a, hitting, getting hit with a broom ain't a pleasant thing. Of course not. Of course not. But if you it, it's like getting It's like getting, broom, like, bro, sticks in your eyes when yeah. you run through the woods. It's, it's horrifying. Of course <laughs> it's horrifying. But if you're life or death, are you going to go down being beaten from a broom? That these characters are. She's a hippie girl. She sucks, bro. I, none of these characters are likable. I just want more, and it's not. But that's the charm. Yeah. No. Weirdly <laughs> that's enough, that's charm. why that works. I like the new one. I like that I know shit about the characters. I like that I can tell you their backstory. I like yeah. that I knew. I understood why they were doing what they were doing. I liked that. You know, like. Yeah, I, I just liked that. Um, cool. Even though most of them weren't likable, and even though Jessica Biel comes off snobby and bitchy at times, we figure out why. The reason she's not fucking with the cops, the reason she's not fucking around with the weed and stuff, the reason she's pissed off. One, she has this relationship with this guy, and he's kind of like, I need, I need the police to respect me, but yeah. like at the same time, you know, uh, somebody made that joke during the movie. Oh, yeah, Kelly. I, yeah, at some point, I, I still want the puss, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, like, 
he's kind of being a douche, so you understand why she's pissed. Mm-hmm. They were supposed For to go. Sure. They were supposed to go on some vacation. But then they show he got the oh he got the wedding ring she wanted. So I like the fact that there's an attempt at a love story. It's fine. Um, but I, but then later she's talking about all this juvie shit and why she knows how to hotwire a car. So it's like that's why she's being so safe. That's why she's not fucking with all. At least that informed me of she's had a rough past and she's not trying to live that life anymore. So she's trying to you know keep the straight and narrow. It was not subtle enough. And yeah, that is what it gives there's, you. It's a Michael but, Bay produced yeah. film. There's not going to be subtlety. <laughs> That is subtle as the Friday Thirteenth remake, it's you know. Not very deep, so it doesn't need to be subtle. I guess. Yeah, so I, fuck it, I, right? I'm fine with the attempt. That's more than you get in most fucking shit horror movies. That's true. That is so true. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Horror sucks <laughs> widely, you know. We love these movies, but they're all, they're pretty bad most of the time. We yeah. can agree on that. Yeah, they're not. A Horror's great not cinematic. Yeah. Thrilling up and down ride. And when they are, they fucking stand out. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Even if they're not great, they still stand out because they have something. There's more in there, you know? I can watch a bad a movie that's not great but it had some cool shit in it. Uh, it follows, you know? It's got a lot of weird problems and it's not a great movie. But, you know, there's a cinematic display going on there and it has a, a little bit more than every other horror movie. So yeah. I give it its credit. I give it its due. It's pretty cool. It's got some good stuff in it. I like the way it's shot. You know, I find it scary at points. I find it creepy as fucking hell at points. But at the end, the, the movie shits the bed, you know? It does. It, it fucks up its own metaphor and shits the bed. Same thing with Us, which I think is a cool movie. Such a cool Stands movie. Stands out because it's got all this cool shit in it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, fucks up its own metaphor and shits the bed. Your movie's neither... In- and it had a strong metaphor, I'd say. Like, in theory, in concept, kind of like the movie Mother, obviously not a horror movie. Really cool, strong concept, but then it's just not... Shits the bed on the metaphor. Yeah. 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 Your movie either needs to be all metaphor... Or all yes. movie. I was literally, I watched Mother last night with fresh eyes. I was having that same problem. I said, what the fuck are you? A metaphor or real life? I can't attach to these characters because you're not real and you're not a metaphor and I hate you for it. And that. Yeah. Movies. And then. I. I Portland. Portland, it's, man. There's it. probably. Bottles yeah, slamming around outside. Some homeless person out there smashing bottles or something. It's just living his life. Um, He's vibing. Him and. <laughs> the army of the other ones all living lives except for when they're not living lives and you find them dead in the morning since that was bad that was dark yeah this place it's a dark place it is this place is it's quite literally home. dark it's like 4 a. it's like 4 p.m. yeah right it's, it's very early it's pitch black <laughs> okay I do want to hear what, what are we at um, I don't care. I'm having a good time. Um, we're at 51 minutes. We got nine more minutes. We, we could go a little longer. I don't care. Especially making up for all those masks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I wanted to hear what you thought about. So you are like the well-versed movie guy, okay. obviously, and I want to hear a little what you think about the other ones that aren't the original and the one we watched today. And, <laughs> yeah, I want you to talk about the one in the '90s with McConaughey. Okay, okay. okay. That's my I'll, I'll go through them each one. Yeah, please. Okay, please so do. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, also, I'm gonna spin off into something else real quick. Um, so that got made. Uh, Tobe Hooper did didn't, didn't really do anything. He made a few small movies, and then he got hired by some you know somebody to make basically a Texas Chain another Texas Chainsaw Massacre like ripoff. So he made this movie called Eaten Alive with a big fake crocodile. Why and did you do that? It's a grindhouse movie. What? Why did you do that? Why did I do what? Why did he do that? Why did he decide to go do that? Uh, for money. Uh, Robert England is in it. Uh, Freddy Krueger and the you know in Pulp, uh, in uh, Kill Bill when he's that guy's like names Buck and I'm here to fuck. That comes from the Eating Alive. So it's like this grindhouse, cool. this grindhouse movie about you know like kind of a Texas Chainsaw vibe. You know the movie's kind of spooky like that, um, about a guy with a sigh and an alligator or a crocodile. 
Nice. I'm glad you glad you spilled that water on yourself. Um, so he did that, and then Canon Films in the '80s, who did Life Force, I was telling you about, they hired him to do Life Force, and they did, they made him do a three picture deal. So they said, do Texas Chainsaw was their big one. That was their get. You know, we're gonna make so much money because we have slashers are huge in the '80s. We have Texas Chainsaw, the first, like one of the first, you know, in the first three slashers. So you know, like. If you can kind of consider it a slasher. It is, to a level. So, yeah. So, that was their get. So, they hire him for three movies, and he was like, well, I want to do the other two first, just so I can make sure that, you know, you're not fucking me over. So, he doesn't make Texas Chainsaw, and then they're like, all right, you don't get to make your other two. So, he made his other two, uh, Life Force and, and Invaders from Rars remake. Um, and then he does Texas Chainsaw 2. Now, slashers are oversaturated at this point in the 80s. Um, so... He can't make another experimental movie. No, can't afford it. So what he does, is he, what he does, is he makes an experimental movie making fun of the genre. Nice. So the OG scary movie vibe. Sort of, but it's just like kind of satirical, but still kind of horrifying at parts. But like Leatherface is all of a sudden like a horny dumb teenager, you know? Like, I don't think I've seen this one. It's I, it's fucking ridiculous. Think I've Bill, gone without it. Bill Mosley, the reason he's not in the first one is because he was in Vietnam and he got blown up and he has this plate on the top of his head, which he scratches with a coat hanger the whole movie. Maybe I have seen parts. And the movie's fucking ridiculous. It ends at the, there's some sort of like Leatherface carnival fun house that they're that's their new house where they hide out and they're they're spreading their meat around, you know, they're doing like chili festivals and feeding people the yeah. meat. Yeah. And so, like, it really gets into the cannibalism, that one. That's and cool. the movie's just at a fucking 10 the whole time. And the screaming's now played for laughs. Because she's now when she's screaming, it's like, she's still screaming. And now it's now it's funny. You know, and the movie's so, yeah, the movie's at a fucking 11. Like, it, it's lit all colorful, and it looks like killer clowns from outer space. Yeah. Like, the movie's fucking insane. And it still brings a lot of that Tobe Hooper camera stuff, but not, not nearly as beautiful. It looks really kind of hokey and cheesy it doesn't look oh, wasn't that the point almost uh, yeah i think so yeah and yeah. it doesn't look like the original so that gets made uh, that kind of flops because it's not what people wanted it's not scary it's like a funny fucking movie yeah uh canon films loses uh they go bankrupt you know uh because of, they made a masters of the he-man movie they made a he-man movie with dolph lundgren and it kind of bankrupted their company so it gets sold off to new line cinema texas uh Leatherface and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So they make Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 uh, with Vigo Mortensen in it. That's one in the 90s? Uh, this is late 80s. No, no. Okay, not I'm, yet. I'm getting there. I'm going to get there. <laughs> All, right. All, um, right. All right, I'm ready. This one got Vigo Mortensen. It's fine. Um, Greg Nicotero and KNB Effects did the uh, special effects, I believe, and they did a bunch of cool shit for the movie, and it all got cut out. The fucking ratings board fucking murdered this movie just based off the reputation of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which the original isn't even violent. But it still, oh, I, th really? I think it still got an X rating just based off how yucky the it feels. Yeah, like how fucked up it yeah. feels. Yeah. So, and then the second one's, yeah, it's really fucking violent. The second one's like overly violent just to be like, fine, you bitched about that. Yeah, Here's fucking, like, I'm going to get an X rating no matter what. And I, <laughs> so, yeah. and they still cut up the original a bit. Um, or the second one for a bit. So then, third one's kind of. Again, it's so weak on the violence, and you you want all these dope kills, and you don't get them. Yeah. And, and you can tell they probably existed, but it cuts away every time. And it's just like, fuck, man, I really wanted to see that. Because the movie's not doing anything else that's cool enough to justify not showing the kills. Yeah. Where in the original, it works. Yeah, it, I don't, sure. I don't need to see the kills because there's enough else going on to keep my attention. You know, it's, it's still cool. Third one doesn't have that. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's it's a produced movie like this new like the 2006 remake, but it's not pretty enough or moving fast enough to be entertaining like that. So you take out the kills. There's no reason to watch the movie. Yeah. Fourth one is called The Next Generation. It is from the writer of the original, so he gets his chance. You know, now he's directing it. Okay. This movie is the most nuts movie I have ever seen, and it is. Kind of hard to watch, but at the same time... All right, so Renee Zellweger is going to prom... Yes, yes. ...with a bunch of kids. This movie's a fever dream to me. Yeah, it's... I saw it's, it late night on TV once. Oh, you've seen it? I saw it late night oh, okay, on TV cool. once in high school. So, and yeah. I was like, what the fuck? This is, and I didn't know that there were a million Texas Chainsaws, it's all, you know? So that's just what you thought Texas Chainsaw was? No, so I had grown up seeing the one from the 70s. I'm like, love that movie. Then one night, this comes on into my eyes. You I have things to drink. I'm like dying over here. <laughs> Then when I, this one comes on into my eyes, and I'm like, I don't remember them going to prom. I don't remember this. I don't remember this. And it was always a fever dream, and I hadn't, I haven't seen it since that one time, and that, that was just it. I don't remember McConaughey Robo Legs. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Literally. This one, and there's a ton of stuff I'm about to tell you that you don't even remember. Um, so the kids are going out to prom or something. I think they get lost. Uh, they run into this, like, hot MILF who's running some trailer. She's, like, a realtor or something. And she's like, I'll get the pizzas for the boys or something. But making a bunch of big shit about this pizza for some fucking reason. Um, and then she flashes her tits at a bunch of people. She's got great tits. Um, showing you that this movie is full-blown schlock. Um, so then she's helping out the kids or something, takes them back to the family. I think she just takes them to the fucking house. And the family's all there. They don't eat people. They actually eat pizza. That's why she needs the pizza. Um, They're also not killing people for any other reason than the Illuminati wants them to kill off teenagers for some reason because, uh, you know, like, uh, it's like Cabin in the Woods. It's closer to Cabin in the Woods than anything else, you know? There's, they have to like, to do some sacrifice thing for the Illuminati or some dumb shit. I don't know. Movie ends with, um, oh, Leatherface is, you know, because we kind of touch on it in the original because, um, Ed Gein was, uh, kind of like in Psycho, you know, I think he had some weird stuff with his mom and he would cross-dress and we kind of see that in Silence of the Lambs also based off Ed Gein. So we see Leatherface wearing women's, uh, in the original, we see Leatherface wearing a woman's face and he's making girl sounds. Michael Bay was probably like, I don't want that gay shit in my movie because, you know, Michael Bay is like, you know, the Trumpiest director but I still love him. Um, But that guy, um, you know, so he wasn't going to let that happen in his, you know, his, his, his manly all the way, you know, yeah, ten weird closed mind. I doubt. I'm, I mean, <laughs> we don't need to be mean on Michael Bay, but I, <laughs> I'm, I'm theorizing here. <laughs> You're judging a guy because I'm making. I'm judging a... the theory. I'm being fed, okay. and my judgment is—it's a no. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> what was I even talking about? <laughs> oh, the tra- Michael, the, tra- the trans, the trans stuff, girly. the trans stuff. Yeah. So, we see that in the original. Um, He's super horny and straight, and he has a real case of the not gays in the sequel. Yeah. And the third one, I think he might wear a woman's face at some point. The fourth one, he puts on a full woman's costume. He's got tits. Yeah. He's got all, he's running around, he's like, oh, putting on lipstick, and he's running around yes. with a chainsaw yes. and shit. McConaughey has robotic legs. That is Then he runs with a TV high. remote. That's the high of the story. And fucking McConaughey is at a 10. He is so goddamn good in this movie. This movie shows you. McConaughey was always good. This is his second movie after Dazed and Confused. McConaughey should have won something for this Don't fucking show shit. show me Dallas Buyers Club when you show me McConaughey. Yeah, no, show me Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4. The fucking next generation. <laughs> dude, this dude, at a point, Renee Zellweger gets a fucking double bear shotgun. And she's pretty goddamn good in this movie, too. Yeah. She's trying. She puts a double bear shotgun. He grabs it and goes, <laughs> and puts it in his mouth and just screaming with that shit in his mouth. 
mouth. And she doesn't do it, and he snaps it away from her, puts it over his head, and he goes, McConaughey's at a fucking tit. And that guy's fucking killing it, loving it, doing it. He's doing it great. Great guy. I didn't guy. Even know this memory was seared into my mind. Yeah. You said it and it came back. And the to pizza. Because it's all about the pizza. They're trying to get her. There's a dinner sequence, like always, you know, and they have a grandma there, but they have a grandpa. There's a little fucked up kid, you know, as usual. Um, and then. <laughs> uh, yeah, weird little feral kid. kid act. Yeah, which yeah. I think first arrives in three, but then it ha- goes over to four, and then it goes over to the, the remake. Remakes, yeah. Um, so. Four fucking insane, bro. At some point, she picks up another TV remote and she's controlling McConaughey's legs. <laughs> He's running around on the ground. So, all right, I might be remembering this wrong. The movie ends with McConaughey chasing after the, <laughs> Renee Zellweger. She's getting away. Okay. Oh my God! There's something. I don't know if he's running on his robo legs or if he's on a motorcycle or something. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. This this could be Leatherface. I could be remembering this wrong. This could be a Fever Dream. But I think I got it right, and I'm pretty good at this normally. So I think I'm on it. All right, what is it? Makata is after her. Maybe Robo Legs. I think it's the kind of whole uh, slashing herb from behind thing we see in the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also see it in the second one with Chop Talk. He's doing it. I'm believing a, you so far. Just he's sense. doing it with a straight razor. So I think Robo Legs is doing that. Um, there's an Illuminati plane. But I could be wrong. He could be flying the Illuminati plane. I don't know. But there's an Illuminati plane. Yeah, no, no, it is. This is. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. There's an Illuminati plane, and it's swooping low, and the propeller. Kills Connor, hits him in the back of the head. Connor's out for the count. Now the girl gets in, I think, a VW bug, and she drives away. Leatherface runs out, dressed as a woman. Like, oh! And she comes scratching on the the the, uh, the bug with the, with the chainsaw. Chick yeah. drives away. Zellweger wakes it away, screaming. He does the dance. Yeah, now as a woman, everything. movie ends. Nice. That's it. That's four. Are you happy? Satisfied? Kills aren't that good either. It's pretty lame. The only reason to watch it is for Sounds McConaughey. Cool. McConaughey's I, cool, and that chick's tits are really nice. The mom? The MILF, yeah. Does Renee Zellweger take her shirt off? No. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I don't, I don't know how into that I would be anyways. Um, so, I'd be into it. Yeah, that's four. Um, then they made, after four, that killed the franchise for a while. Um, New Line Cinema held on to it until Michael... No, no. Wait, is there another? Yeah, no, that's it. So that's the 90s one. Michael Bay gets it, 2006 or whatever, maybe 2003. Platinum Dunes with New Line Cinema. Yeah, 2003 for the Vietnam one. No, that's came later, bro. Oh, then it was 2003 for the one we watched today. Yeah. Because I remember seeing 2003 and 2006 when I was like... Okay, so then, yeah, that way then. Yeah, okay. So like 2003, Michael Bay gets it. A slick fucking remake. Really good, you know, pretty good. Uh, prequel after that, 2006 or whatever, that's pretty good. It's fine. Um, after that, nothing. That kind of kills the franchise because that one was no, not. No, they made that piece of dog shit Trey I'm he- Songz one. I'm headed there. Okay, all right. All right, as long as we talk about the Trey Songz thing, because I feel like. Trey Songz, who's that? The singer, the R&B singer that was for some reason singing his own song in the barn when he was. Okay, I'm headed there. I'm yeah. headed there. So Please now get there, so we failed. So that failed. Um, then they made Texas Chainsaw 3D with. Uh, uh, Alexander Daddario and it's a direct sequel to the original this is the one you're talking about it's the 3D one it's it's fucking schlock it ends in like a meat mill and they're trying to kill Leatherface and she's like 
that's my brother. Yeah. Or Texas, we take care of family or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the dumbest some movie. I've, I've seen like a couple of parts and I was like, I'm good. It's it's a direct it's, it's a direct sequel to the original, which takes place in like 1970, whatever. Yeah. Yet it they have cell phones. So and it's 19 years later and it's just fucking stupid. It's uh, so stupid. It's the worst movie ever. So they decided to reboot it. And that was its own reboot. So they decided to reboot again with a movie called Leatherface. Um, this is like a little kid leather face and he wears a pig mask and, um, another prequel one, very similar to fucking, um, the Michael Bay one. No reason, the Michael Bay prequel. No reason to really watch it. Recently they made another fucking reboot, I think called Leatherface or something. I could be getting the names off here. I don't really care. Yeah. At all. Um, <laughs> these movies suck. Um, so these ones here in this, in this era. The ones you're forgetting. Yeah, in this yeah. era. Yeah. So... I mean, I'll, most of these Texas Chainsaw movies ain't that great. <laughs> Classics, they're iconic, yeah. dude. So, Except for the one where Trey Songz sings his own fucking song in the barn, pretends he's not Trey Songz listening to Trey Songz. Hey, man. That's not all right. And I don't know who wrote it, and I feel like he did it. So, anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, then they made someone recently, and it's like a bunch of fucking lunatics escape from asylum, right? There's one big one. <laughs> clearly supposed to be Leatherface, you know, he's running around, clearly got something wrong with him. Handsome boy who can't, you know, they say he's crazy, they say he's done something wrong, and then, like, two crazy people that, like, stab people and lick knives and fuck on top of them and stuff. It's just so fucking stupid and overboard for no goddamn reason. The big one's clearly supposed to be Leatherface. It's the handsome boy at the end, and he's, like, helping one of the victims, and at the end he puts on, he, t- he just, for some reason, snaps, makes some turn, the handsome boy puts on a, le- a face and goes after with the chainsaw. It's the dumbest fucking movie ever. Don't watch it. The that was the last reboot until now the remake by somebody I trust a filmmaker I trust so <laughs> I think we're in luck I think I think we're about to see something kind of good cool. I think I think, I, we're, I think we're about to see something really good like the Michael Bay one um, you know something cool different it's it, its it. own thing Depression. yeah I am down to see another remake of yeah. the 70s one just so I have like and then maybe people stop shitting on the Michael Bay one so much because they'll be like you know what. It's cool in its own way. It's got its, it's own, its thing. own thing. It's its own thing. Yeah, it's totally its own thing. It feels like Hills of Eyes. Yes. Like, a lot of fun. It's own really cool, like, action-packed movie. Because that Alexander Aja Hills of Eyes movie fucking kicks ass. Yeah. The remake with the fire axe and the dog and everything. That movie's... Because the original Hills of Eyes, the Wes Craven 70s one, feels kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, except for... But it's really slow and shitty, and, you know, Wes Craven's not that great of a filmmaker. Oh, my God, everybody's going to freak the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, he's not really that good of a filmmaker um he made you know a handful of good films he had a lot of good ideas but like you can't watch a movie and go this is a Wes Craven movie oh like a classic stamp icon I can't tell his style you can't tell the only thing you can tell is his shitty meta writing in the 90s where he tried to make every movie like shocker everything was a satire on film and then then he makes new new Wes Craven's new nightmare which is a pretty good movie uh but that's just kind of like scream um and Fucking Mike Pence fly, bro. I don't know. He just kept trying to make Scream. and So, yeah, whatever. The Alexander Aja remake, kind of like um, the Texas Chainsaw remake, is really cool in its own ways. Um, so, I think we covered Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, I think we ran through them. Okay. This fly is killing me. That's what I'm saying. It's like and, dirty and little And your dog's fly. barking. Um, Everyone wants us to tell them what we're doing next week. That's what all the Oh, that's what we're doing. Okay, so uh, I was wrong before. So uh, Wednesday, me and Alexander Kelly will be talking about. We'll be in this seat right here. We'll be we'll be we'll be right here again. We'll be talking about uh, William Friedkin, 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 whatever the fuck you want to call him, director of The Exorcist, French Connection, and Sorcerer. 
Um, all three like classic films, like some of the best films ever made. Classic. Uh, that doesn't. That reputation doesn't live for um, Sorcerer, and we'll talk about why, and it'll be a cool uh, experience or really get deep into uh, some classic flicks. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Next week, watch the movies. Do it. Uh, Wednesday. That's we'll end it there, then. Bang. <laughs> Coming to you from dreary Portland, Oregon. What the fuck? Shut up, lady. Fuck out the audience. Your hosts, Katie Cassidy and Aaron Brancher, have some hot takes on film, cinema, and the movies. That's all the same thing. It's the Ask Backwards Podcast. You idiot. You moron. You stupid bitch.